6 o'clock. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we have great comedians tonight who are going to work on their jokes. These are comedians from all over the Bay Area, and they come here to practice their new shit out on each other. And you, listening audience, thanks for doing that, downloading it, maybe on iTunes, maybe from our website. We'll see. We've got a bunch of comedians in the house tonight. Please remember, everybody, that this is as good as you make it because you're the ones giving the comments. So if everybody like pays doesn't pay attention, then I'll talk too much and it'll be boring. So please take notes. Listen to your fellow comedians. Give them comments into a microphone because it is a radio show. And uh, although we can all hear you in the room, the radio listening audience wants to listen to you too. And please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice, fluffy, brioche compliment on the top and bottom. Crispy buns, that's what we like here. Your first comedian of the night has super crispy buns because he's been wearing his baseball shorts back out, everybody. It's time for summer, and he's letting us all know by showing us his calves. I think he did a glamour pump before he started out tonight. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery! Right, it is the first day of summer in my book, all right? My, my calves are like the Groundhog Day for San Francisco. Once they're out, it's a never-ending summer, or whatever that popular poster says. Did anyone see that? All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to the beach after this, which is why I chose to wear these shorts. Uh, also, I know that it's a workshop, all right? I don't want... Okay. Uh, I, are any of you bilingual? Does anyone here speak multiple? What language do you speak? Arabic? Fucking curveball. Nice. Nice. Arabic. Uh, awesome. That's that's badass. I wish I spoke another more interesting... Like, I really want to learn Spanish. I feel like that'd be great if I was ever going to travel through South America. It'd be really great to learn. But it's hard to learn a new language. I don't know if I have the brain space. You know, like, I, I only speak two languages. I speak English and I speak douchebag. <laughs> And I feel like that's all I really need, you know? Like, at the end of the day, there are more douchebags running shit in this world than Spaniards. You understand? So if you speak a little douchebag, you can move through the world at a great rate. Like, if you don't believe me, I challenge you to try to make it on Wall Street without at least a conversational proficiency in douchebag. You can't do it, all right? I have this universal passport. All you have to do is know how to shotgun beers and... Be a douchebag. All right. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, did you guys see the the news story that happened recently in Dubai where a couple got arrested for having premarital sex? A foreign couple got arrested. Apparently, the girl had cramps. She went to the doctor. She was pregnant, wasn't married, so they put her and her boyfriend in jail, which is crazy. Uh, my roommate is also in Dubai right now. <laughs> So I freaked out. I texted him. I was like, you better watch your dick, son. All right? They don't, they don't play games out there. And he said that was confusing because in the hotel gift shop alone, they sold 12 different kinds of lube. I was like, what is That's a confusing message. Like, what does Allah just hate squeaky doors? What do you think's going on? Maybe it's possible that he's not mad at premarital sex, but he hates a sloppy pullout game. Uh, which I understand would mean that that, uh, he and I have something in common. You know, I guess my method for dealing with it just seems to piss off the Christian God. Uh, Abortion. All right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Should have terminated that joke earlier. That's that's stupid. I'll never use that. Uh, (laughs) 
that is a funny thing that a god would get mad at something like that. Like, the, would, would gods get mad at individual people? Like, I always try to have that conversation if there is a god and just be like, hey, if anything I'm doing pisses you off or you don't understand it or it seems confusing to you, just understand that everything happens for a reason and that I have a plan and just take, <laughs> take my word for it. Um, all right, what else is going on? Do an old one that I haven't done in a while. I so I had a cool experience uh, when I first like entered the workforce. My first job was going around on tour with my friend's band and selling T-shirts. Uh, I was I was a merch dude, which is pretty pretty fun experience. I learned something important from that. What I learned traveling around the country with a band is that there are some people in this world who no matter what, were just built to be groupies. All right. They're just fans. They want to fucking buy merch. All right. They love it. That's, that's what they want. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I was trying to figure out who had the most badass groupies of all time. And I realized that that person uh, is Jesus Christ. Without a doubt. Because think about it, 2,000 years later and we're all still buying his merch. (laughs) Necklaces, posters. Mick Jagger didn't sell one fucking candle with his face on it. Okay? That is some real star shit. Everyone has his biography, which is incredibly impressive when you consider how hard it is for a dude who's on a poster looking white with long hair, a beard, and sandals to get that large of a black following. (laughs) Almost impossible. All right? Ask Kenny Loggins about his demographics. Shit didn't work out. Obviously, some history buffs would take exception with that joke because Jesus, not super likely he was a white guy, right? Which is even more impressive if you consider the fact that a Middle Eastern dude sells out theaters in Texas. Uh, (laughs) All right, that's it for me. Thank you. Joey Avery, everyone. Yay, yay, and then yay. He's hilarious. Uh, comments. We have comments right here from Brooke Heineken. Uh, you, the first bit about douchebag I thought was really funny, but I thought you were going to give us an example. Yeah, I probably should have done that. Or like, <laughs> just, just like leave it up to our imagination. But the, the yeah. Wall Street thing, you could totally go into what a conversation in douchebag. Yeah, would I should look do like. that. Um, yeah. The, I had a very similar note. I did not get the abortion joke until you said the word abortion. Yeah. Which I don't know if that was part of the plan. I, th- I think it's one of those that like, you know, sometimes you write a joke and it's like very obvious, but if you're listening to it, it's not. So okay. I do kind of try to spell it out specifically. Or maybe say Republicans instead of like what the Christian, I don't know. Right, or, right. But, th- but then you like saved it with your two punchlines about abortion. Right. Abortion, and then you said something about terminating the joke. Right. Uh, you have a, a callback opportunity because I feel like merch is what you would say in douchebag. The language. Oh, right. Yeah, you'd be like merch, which is douchebag for merchandise. Merchandise, yeah, t-shirts. Uh, yeah, the, but the, the, mer- the whole merch bit is polished and good. Cool. Thank you. I, I had similar tags off of uh, what she said. Uh, first, you're amazing and hilarious, and uh, I just, yeah, yay. But uh, the douchebag language example, you can go into the etymology of the words, like right. how maybe they changed from normal language into douche language or sometimes maybe it has to do with the commas because dude fuck that girl would be like dude like or there's ways <laughs> depending on like how you say something with commas it could right. get douchey right 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 um and then i felt like um you could even go keep that douchey language thing going when you said the 12 kinds of lubes like douchey names for lubes right right like keep the 
douche the thing going and then like god could even be douchey like he speaks like a douche too right and he's like bro or whatever and then jesus with the merch thing is like jesus is making merch for god because they both speak douche like there's god douche merch memes or something right, like they're right, making right, right. t-shirts i just you felt weaved like, it all together i i just got that whole <laughs> language i felt like you can if you figure out the language you yeah. can put all those things together yeah yeah definitely um, I also like the douche thing. There was that. There was a line where you were like, "Oh, because douches make more decisions in the world than people who speak Spanish." I felt like that was like by definition a pretty douchey thing. To yeah. Do. And you could have probably used that as like your first example. Right. <clears throat> that's all. Yeah, that's a good call. All right. Thank you for the comments, everyone. Yay, Joey Avery! Yay, your next comedian runs a show here on Thursday nights from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee. Clap your hands wildly for Annette Mullaney. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm going to be careful with this because I saw it get broke. Um, so at times I have a very uh, tortured relationship with rap. Um, on one hand, it often is pretty misogynistic. Um, on the other hand, I do like to shake that ass. Um, and recently, I'd have to say my, uh, my affinity for rap increased because it has greatly improved my sex life. Um, so I've been seeing this dude who's a rapper, and he started playing me his mixtape, and in it, one of the songs, uh, he brags about his oral prowess. Um, and now, I've been seeing this, like, I've been banging this dude off and on for, like, four years, because my hose is loyal. Um, and I'd say in those four years, he's gone down on me, like, three times. <laughs> Which is chill, because go I've gone down on him, like, zero times. So fair's fair. Um, brings an A-plus dick game, I can't complain. Also allows me to keep my bra on during sex. Points. Definite points. But in this song, he's bragging that, like, you know, he uses his tongue, gets it wetter than the ocean. At which point, I stopped the, uh, I stopped the phone and went, but really, dude? Uh, get, your tongue gets it wetter than the ocean? And he was like, yeah, I don't go down on you that much, do I? And I was like, nah. Happy to report every single time since then. He has been backing up his words. <laughs> So yeah, I have wondered about this for a while though, right? Because a lot of rap is bragging about sex game. Um, and so like, do you have to back that up? Right, like uh, The Weeknd has a song called Often in which he brags that uh, he makes it rain often, gets that pussy often. And I'm just wondering, like you fuck him and shit is subpar. Do you look at him and you're like, often really, dude? Make that pussy rain often? And he's like, I didn't, I didn't call it always for a reason. Um, surprising, you don't, like, I can't imagine everyone who raps just happens to also be good at sex. I'm just guessing. Um, recently, uh, had a big, had a big milestone in my relationship. Met my dude's mom. Yeah. I was very, uh, I was very nervous for this. I tried on, like, four different outfits. Um, you know, I tried something, like, super high-necked, very, uh, prudish, but it looked kind of too much like a costume. I tried a bunch of outfits because I just wanted something that didn't immediately telegraph that I've given her son acid, right? Like with the handshake, I wanted that to come up more organically in the conversation. Um, 
And the thing is, she's not a Californian mom. Like, neither of us are Californians. We're Midwesterners. Um, his mom drove a bus for 30 years. What I'm saying is she's good, salt-of-the-earth people. And, uh, like, I know Californians who meet their SO's parents over a joint at a bonfire. Uh, this is not that kind of lady. Um, but, unfortunately, her son did tell her I do stand-up, and now she's interested in coming to his show. A little worried about that, especially uh, she did try to she tried to assuage my fears. She was like, "Don't worry, I love comedy. Every night before I go to sleep, I watch an episode of Martin." <laughs> so I love comedy. Don't worry, I'm sure I'll love it. Um, I gotta say, I'm just like not looking forward to accidentally making eye contact with her when I announce that her uh, that her boy goes down like a pig at the trough, which right now is the centerpiece of my set. <laughs> On the other hand, though, like, if you raise a son, would you not want to know that he's out there doing a solid for the ladies? Maybe I should tell that joke and then just look at her and be like, hats off to you. All right, thanks, guys. I've been Annette. Annette Mulaney playing rap behind there. They got game. She got joke game. (laughs) For a pig in a trough, I would have really liked to have seen you just, like, act it out, like, like, just... I just want to see it <laughs> and hear it. I'm sorry. Um, I just, I, I think it might work if you wrote a few bars of like a rap song with realistic lyrics about a, a person's sexual performance because it is most boasted. It just seems like it might fit, you know, to, to be like, uh, my dick don't work so well when I drink a lot of, from the well, whiskey, or I don't know, but you know, you, you, you get what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I, the, I thought the funniest line was something you breezed past really quickly, which was the often, always line, because like you're right, no guy would ever pitch it as like, I'm good at sex often. <laughs> like not always, but like that's never part of someone's sales pitch, and I, you like breeze past that really quickly, I would make that more of like a punctuated point. Um, the other thing is I think you have like an opportunity for a parallel, like, construction when you say that in California you meet your significant other's parents over weed at a bonfire, like, whereas he's, he's called her solidier, so it should be over, like, deep fried Oreos at a state fair. Like, I don't know, you can do some dumb stereotype there. You want to flush that image out. That's good. All right, everybody. That sounds like she did great. Happy your hands wildly for Annette Mulaney. Everyone's just jealous because they're not having as much sex. All right, your next comedian. Uh, hey, she's an amazing human being. She's our webmaster, and she's also very, very funny. You guys, hey, clap your hands wildly for Brooke Heineken. You give me way too much credit on this webmaster shit. All right, these are all jokes that I'm going to try and do at uh, the political show Thursday, so forgive me. They're going to be obnoxiously political. Um, well, I guess not all of them. So it was really sunny over the weekend. Anybody get outside? Yeah. My friends were all like, we should go to Dolores. I really need some vitamin D, like vitamin D. And I was like, yeah, I want that D all over me, all in my face. Nope. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh I, uh, we, we, got, we had lost an hour this weekend because of daylight savings time, which I'm fine with because it's one fewer hour of a Trump presidency. And I'm sure some assholes in the crowd are going to be like, oh, no, we make that hour up later in October. Well, first of all, I'm a comedian, not a calendar scientist. Uh, but also, do you really think Trump's going to last till October when we have to fall back? Because at that point, we're not going to be worried about falling back. We're going to be worried about fallout. 
stumbled over that uh all right well the good thing about being outside is that uh mm, no i'm gonna skip that uh i haven't figured it out yet uh so trump's has anyone been following trump on the wiretapping scandal this like ridiculous twitter tear he went on about how obama wiretapped trump tower and how that's mccarthyism which I don't really know if Trump understands what McCarthyism is, given that it's paranoia about Russians. So yeah, at this point, I'm all about McCarthyism. Uh, but he and all of his, uh, his, his little lackeys are just claiming everything's fake news, judging us all here in California, saying we're in our liberal bubble filled with weed and smart cars, to which I am the only time I'm ever gonna proudly say, oh, I ride a bicycle. <laughs> But I think Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer probably ride a lot of bicycles given how good at backpedaling they are. Also, nobody looks at Donald Trump and says, I'd tap that. <laughs> Wiretaps too far removed from the, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try and work this thing out. Uh, the, the nice thing about getting to go outside is that maybe I might get a tan someday, uh, which for me requires a tube of sunscreen and a lot of wishful thinking which I think is the Republicans' new health plan, you know, tube of sunscreen and a lot of wishful thinking, although I think the sunscreen would provide more actual coverage. Nope, okay. Uh, I'm gonna try and make this, I'm still working on this bit about, uh, so when I was in, I used to work for the State Department and my boss gave me the opportunity to travel to a conference and I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I will absolutely go and he's like, great, you're going to Tajikistan. I was like, where the fuck is that? Turns out it's like the Ohio of the Middle East. It's just like a big flyover country. now, I don't know if you ever thought your boss didn't really care about you or that you thought you were totally expendable at your job. My boss booked me a flight on Tajik Air. I'm pretty sure their, their slogan is, oh, you'll get there, probably, <laughs> we hope. Uh, but I showed up and the entire airplane was filled with people from one family. And they kept all, have you ever been in a situation where you know people are talking over you, like about you? It's one of those things where it's like, you never really miss the safety briefing until it's, it's totally gone. But this whole family kept on trying, they'd nominate the one English speaker to talk to, to me and my counterpart, uh, trying to like get us to like come to dinner and like hang out with their families in Tajikistan. He tried to set me up with his cousin, giving me the, giving me the pitch that uh, uh, I could talk to him as soon as he was done flying the plane. Uh, the seats were all different colors on this Tajik air flight. Uh, I don't know if actually, if I, if I crashed and died, I'm pretty sure my health, my life insurance and health insurance wouldn't even cover it, you know? There's probably like a carve out for acts of God and flying on patchwork third world airlines. I don't remember the rest of the bit. Okay, thanks, I'm done. <laughs> trust one, can't even trust a bitch. Brooke Heineken, everyone. Get that D. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start with that. I, I, I loved uh, that get that D joke. I thought that was cute, but I feel like you could make it louder and more rappy like with your voice like get that d like you know like how they do that in rap music or whatever and then i thought that there would be a callback later when you were saying um the tap to tag onto the tap you could say back that tap up instead of back that ass up like you just really know what i'm capable of pulling off well, no, but it's funny <laughs> if you do it because and then you just rolled over that state department thing i'm like what the fuck you just mentioned about oh I used to work for the State Department. Excuse me, <laughs> you know more about wiretapping than everybody, I'm sure. Um, I used to work for Homeland. That's insane. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so scared that now they might actually be listening. Um, but I thought that 
it would seeing you like be rappy will be funny in itself. Do you know what I mean? Like if you really okay, go for yeah. Okay. And no. then I loved your communism joke, and I feel like there can be. I don't know if you remember people used to say before it's just a red herring. Oh, okay. You can bring that back in, like communism's, because it was great how you did that Trump joke with the Russians, and then flipped it around, and then just a red herring in there would be like. A, Uh, now, one other just super small thing. You said uh, a little bit when you, you talk about the year, less of a year under Trump, or less of an hour, one hour less, and then you say, I'm not a calendar scientist. I think it's funny if you just say, I'm not a scientist. Okay. That's, yeah, okay. That's, just, yeah. But that, that's it. Um, I was listening online. Uh, when you said fallout, I think you should say nuclear fallout. Yeah, I'm trying to make it more parallel because I feel like daylight fall back. New- I don't know. If that doesn't work, I might abandon it, but I'll, I'll try that. Thank you. Um, so when you were on the flight, was it like a really small airplane? Yeah. Okay. And what was the name of the airline? Tajik Air. It'd be funny if it was like there was their, it was their last name. Like it was like their plane. <laughs> and also like maybe for like the food, it was like her like, I don't know what, her meatloaf, like it was mom's meatloaf. That was like the airline food. Oh, yeah. Rather than like packaged stuff, just like her recipes. Oh, I forgot to say that I, my pre-Malaysian airline level of enthusiasm tag. But thank you. Yeah, it's like the one thing where I can be like, what's the deal with airline food? Or <laughs> it's not like total hack. But if you're going to mention Malaysia Airline, people have already sort of forgotten about it, so you might have to remind them yeah. a little bit about, it's sort of another never forget kind of thing. Hashtag never forget. Okay, yeah. Um, on the coverage Republican healthcare joke, I think if you just shorten it, like say that trying to get a tan for you involves sunscreen and a little bit of hope, which ironically provides more coverage, like just cut out a lot of those words okay. and get to the yeah. comparison. Uh, good job, but I, I liked your airline joke. Uh, the when you said you'll get there probably, hopefully, or whatever. Maybe it'd be stronger if you just use like one word, like you'll get there maybe, or yeah. I don't like use like ch- test out different words to make it stronger. It already hit like a little bit, but maybe it could hit harder if you did like just one word instead of like two. Do people know the expression inshallah? Uh, yeah, I do, but I don't. Oh, okay. I Okay, I don't know if that would be a good te- for like that's the you know the Malaysia the the Tajik airline slogan is inshallah. Yeah. I don't know if that hits though. Yeah, I don't want to turn it into like an anti-Muslim thing though. It's not anti-Muslim. Everyone says inshallah, even Arab Christians. Says the the Arabic speaker. All right, sweet. Thank you guys. Oh, all day, every day. Brooke Heineken, everyone, yay! And then yay. All right, your next comedian runs an open mic every Tuesday at OMG. He's a really funny guy. Clap your hands wildly for Greg Gettall. All right, hello. Uh, I think I talked about the same thing last week, but I'm still working on it, so I'm just gonna go for it. Uh, I mean, round of applause. Who's ever been cheated on in the room? Round of applause. Cheated on? No, no. That's even that's even worse. Uh, how, you never got cheated on? No, haven't had enough experience yet. Maybe one day, man. Uh, she'll leave you. Um, okay. Um, 
I remember the first time I got cheated on. It was I was uh, in seventh grade. I was um, in relations with an eighth grader. Her name was Darcy, and the reason why I was with Darcy because she was the only girl in gr- the whole school that would give hand jobs. Um, so I dated <laughs> dated her, and then she cheated on me with a sixth grader <laughs> named named Mac, and he went down on her, and I was like, "You're a pedophile." Um, which is not the right terminology. Uh, it was a dickhead. No, I don't know. I want to say I want to say the B word there, but I don't want to. Um, I don't know. I, it, so it, it just happened a lot over my over my life. Getting cheated on. I think it's because like just doing comedy and stuff like that. It's a little more common because you're not really around as much. And I've been cheated on so much that I sometimes think that when I meet my next like relationship, that I'm just gonna cheat on her one time. Just so when she tells me that she cheated on me, I can be like, bam, you know, I can save some face in that, which, that, which is the theory. That's like a sad thought. That's a very sad thought because if she doesn't cheat on you, then you're just like a horrible person. You know, you just have to go into marriage with that. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a sad thought. And then, but I, I this recently I just got cheated on. Uh, it was probably the, my favorite getting cheated on, uh, which is another sad thought. You know, it wasn't that bad. Um, what happened was we were at a bar, and uh, while we were at, as soon as we got to the bar, a guy that she knew ran into her, and she's like, he's, he's like, I need to talk to you. It's very important. It's personal. So they went to the end of the bar, and they talked to themselves for like 10, 15 minutes, and they were like laughing, having a good time. I was like, okay, what, the, what what's going on here? And while this is happening, a beautiful lady comes up to me, and she starts talking to me. Um, and I don't know if you guys ever been a guy at a bar, uh, but that doesn't ever happen. <laughs> like... And she like she like flirted with me. She touched my arm, and I, it was just like, so fun. like this is what a great moment, you know? Because what happened was my girlfriend then got so jealous that she left the guy she was talking to, came up to us, and started calling the girl a slut, slut shaming her, uh, which is weird telling your girlfriend not to say the word slut, you know? Like, it's not, like you should know that, you know what I mean? Um, and then, she, and then, but we got a huge fight. She's like, "Why are you talking to that girl?" I'm like, "Why are you talking to that guy?" And so we kind of went went to bed fighting, but we got over it. And then a week later, I, I'm walking to work, and I and I get a t- call at 9 a.m. from her, and I pick up, and she's like, I'm like, hey, how was your night last night? She's like, I don't know, like I, I, I don't know how to say this. Like I, I, I went out drinking, and I, I blacked out, and I, and I woke up, and I, and, and I cheated on you. And so also what I ha- what, yeah, what happened was uh, that guy that she was talking to at the end of the bar that one night, that was her ex-boyfriend. He was trying to win her back. And so when I, when I heard this, I was like, oh, well, let me guess. You cheated on me with your, your boyfriend, right? Cl- class, classic. And then uh, I'm going to add that horn. <laughs> I was like, let me guess. It was, your, it was your boyfriend, right? It was your ex-boyfriend, right? That was, she's like, no, it wasn't my ex-boyfriend. I was like, then who did you cheat on me with? And she said, do you remember that girl that was hitting on you at the bar? <laughs> I, f- I fucked her, <laughs> which is, <laughs> what a move, you know, like, what a deterrent, you know, like, that's like if Jackie Kennedy fucked Marilyn Monroe before John, she's singing the happy birthday song, and she takes her earrings off, and just goes down on her, like, what, it's a, like, I wish that would have happened, because the movie Jackie would have been a lot better um, if that had happened. And, but like it's like what do I? She wanted to get back together, and I was like, how are we gonna like? What are we gonna get, go out now? And every time a girl talks to me, I'm gonna say, get the fuck away from me before you fuck my girlfriend. You know, like, like what a. And I don't know, like, so I wanted to get back at her, but I didn't know what to do. So that I don't know if you ever thought about this. Have you ever thought about fucking your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend to save face, or does any guy that the, the funny guy that she hangs out with are just friends and start fucking him? Uh, to be like. 
All right, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Greg Gettle, everyone. Yay, yay, yay. I thought your story completely paid off. You, the whole setup worked, and then when it was the girl, I was completely with you. And then I was like, I started to write down, like, needs another turn, and then you did it with the fucking the boy of the ux of the stuff. So all of it for me together worked out as like a four-minute solid story. Yo, what was the girl's name who only gave hand jobs? Darcy Best. I don't know okay. if I should say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I didn't. My. I didn't get why her. Because was it? You made it seem like her name was her name because she only gave hand jobs. I just didn't really get that part. I. I mean, I, I don't I, think I've. I yeah. Anyway, I, think I was just being honest. Her name is Darcy. I don't. Okay. I don't think I read Darcy gives hand jobs. And just hopefully a, in time. Yeah, and just. A, Word. And just on one, um, when you say when you're when you're setting up like you want to have cheated on your girlfriend once, so when she says you have like you have that evidence, I would just add like because you said bam, I would just add maybe just like I did too, or just like one other thing to like yeah to just like put in there so we know what you're talking about. Cool. But good job. Just, would you say like how were the hand jobs? Would you say they were the best? Uh, they were the best I ever had at that time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Because is it was her last name best? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's she live? <laughs> no, I, no, Brady. I just like the fact that as you get cheated on, you seem to be going up in levels. Like you've gone from like normal to now, they're cheating on you with girls. So yeah. what's the next level? Like if you're beco- you're becoming a cheating sensei. So what's the next level? Where are we going with this it's gotta here? Be, it's got to be parents, right? <laughs> Animals, dead people. There's a lot of things you could do there. So okay, all right, right, right on, man. Yeah, cool. similar to what he said. Like, I want to know what it is about you that makes you so easy to cheat on. Yeah. Like, why? What? What's with the pattern? And I feel like when she's calling you and talking to you about the girl, you could be like, you could have like, uh, like a sidebar where you're talking about how this, how this relates to all the other times. But you know, like, well, I guess according to like 55% of my cheatings on have been with girl or like, like basically tie in all of your past relationships. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm going to do that shit, the shit story too, somewhere in there, but it's going to be like 10 minutes of cheating. Yeah. So I'm trying to like just find the flow and what to open with. Like, I don't think that that seventh grade story is going to do anything. So I'm going to get rid of like that. But I feel like anything you could say would be like, in my experience, yeah. and then you could talk about like like made up trends I don't know but also it must be interesting to be able to like not be able to go out with your girlfriend now and like not be paranoid about everyone yeah like she's not allowed to talk to anyone see and like well that kind of like a that, yeah that sounds very controlling like no, well, I was pregnant like, with her you can't, you can't leave with her, her with like the anyone it's yeah. like bisexual kind of I think that would be the term it's like the ultimate <laughs> paranoia yeah bisexual yeah fair enough people do it with it but also, I think that you're missing something about there's something wrong with the people that you're hooking up with. Because oh, normal people, like if they're in a loving, committed relationship, if they're gonna, I would say the like, same if thing they're to them. Really, <laughs> if they're gonna cheat, they'll be like, "Hey, can we make this open?" Or they'll talk about it. They'll be like, "Will you wear a wig?" Or talk in a funny accent. But you'll do things to like make it instead of just getting going behind their back. So I feel like there's something wrong with these people that you could go into if you wanted to right on like not be so mean and, I, and that's so funny because usually I'm like be self-deprecating Greg and now I'm like well what's wrong with these motherfuckers <laughs> yeah 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 really uh, solid story like from start to finish I like how you just you open up with some crowd work it makes a just on a basic level it's good connection with the audience and then uh, I think every guy immediately <coughs> thinks when their girl 
when their girlfriend you know does something a little bi or gay they're like wait why didn't you do it with me or something like that I don't know that's just automatically <laughs> wait you don't think about threesomes okay just me. All right. but good story All right. yeah thank you man thank you yeah I like uh, maybe like riff I guess about like polyamorous or whatever something just cause like from all the cheating or whatever like you were saying like open relationships or whatever now you've she turned you like into a polyamorous I don't know and then she's like bi I didn't know she had like I don't know there's like 80 different labels for like pan or whatever mm-hmm. or whatever I didn't know she had she was pan romantic or whatever like that I don't know some yeah, yeah, yeah. weird words there or whatever for sure man horrible advice my bad no, you're fine man if the JFK Marilyn Monroe thing doesn't land, you could be like, or it'd be like if Monica Lewinsky banged Hillary Clinton type thing. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I feel like Hillary would fuck her, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, right? I don't think anyone Yeah, Hillary would definitely Hillary. be the top on that one. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. All right, you guys clap wildly. You had a great story. It's Greg Gettle. She a thought, and I never cup a bitch. I never cup her on a block. Greg Gettle, go see him Tuesdays. I want to, I promise I'm going to go there one day again and and fall through your stool. Uh, that sounded terrible. There's a stool there. I like to, they have a cordless mic, and I like to do weird things. That's wrong, too. Your next comedian. He was just on a show this last Saturday that was really, I had the best time ever. He got to speed date a soccer mom. He sadly was not chosen. Uh, but he was one of the youngest ones of the group. Funny enough, Zane Barrett was chosen only two years his senior, so we can all take lessons from. Anyways, everybody, Ian Levy! That was, uh, that, was a, that was a fun show. Uh, I've never seen a sadder dating <laughs> game than talking to comics. But um, I went to a, I went to Taco Bell the other day, uh, and on my receipt, they said uh, it was printed were the words uh, "now hiring," and then under that said uh, "dreams do come true." And all I could think was like. How did Taco Bell know? All, all I've ever wanted, right? Is you know, I, I, I used to think as a young, when I was but a young boy, you know, my dad would come home from his job as an accountant at an architecture firm, and my mom, you know, would come home as an editor from uh, a newspaper, and I thought these sellouts, like they don't, they don't have dreams like me of working in. Taco Bell for minimum wage and no health care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've always felt very similar to... I, I feel like my personality is very similar uh, to the waistlines of people who eat frequently at Taco Bell. Because uh, we're both very down-to-earth and not uptight. <laughs> no? No? Okay. Do you, you guys... Do you guys like Irish music here? I I always say, show me someone uh, who likes Irish music, and I will show you a dirty liar. Like that's my that's it's, I don't know. I heard I was I heard some Irish music the other day. My my problem is is it's just all Irish music is basically the same. It's all it, I mean it's just a band with a name that's roughly about abuse. It's it's, it's just like flogging Molly. Dropkick Murphys, uh, the the what are they then? 
they're they're Boston, but they're Irish in is okay, okay, okay. We'll continue, but they 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 are they're 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 going for. Are you saying have you ever been to one of their shows? They fly like Irish flags and stuff. Like oh, we're so Irish. Uh, who else? Okay, Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphys, uh, the Black Eyed Bettys, uh, Karate Kicking Karens, uh, not not in front of the children, Janes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for abuse. But every Irish song ever is essentially the same. It's just some kind of sad guy talking in, in the front of it. And then they say, they, they just say T and toe and tie a lot. That's, that's the majority of the lyrics. Like they all just like, I loved a girl long ago, but she would not marry me. Oh, so it wasn't meant to be. A T, a tie, a toe, a T, a T, a tie. That's every Irish song. It does. Every, it works with what any. What's something? Anything you like? I'm, I'm honestly asking, like Annette. What? what polyamory. Paul polyamory, like. <laughs> no, I'm talking about any anything. No, no, yeah, you could just you just like. I loved a girl, or maybe a few, so long ago, but it didn't work out. Because there were a few, too many. A tea, a tie, a toe, a tea, a tea, a tie. Like, that's instant Irish classic. It's <laughs> but it just, it just, it just works with any, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you see what I'm, I don't know. I feel, I feel like if I, if people don't start suggesting things, this just turns into like a weird improv bit quickly. So I don't, maybe this isn't a good idea for a bit. But what they what something that doesn't go well with Irish? Oh uh, God! Frozen yogurt. <laughs> oh boy! I wanted froyo long ago, but it did betray me. <laughs> For it did, upon eating, give me a brain freeze. It's just every yeah. I was. I don't know. I, I I've been thinking. I've been uh, at one point in my life. Uh, I, I I wanted to become a eunuch, uh, but I couldn't make the cut. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's that's the one dumb joke. Okay, that's my time. Whole time, but I gotta bust it in. Ian Levy, everyone. Ian Levy. I liked where the Taco Bell joke was going, but I wanted to hear like a little more about why Taco Bell. Like, uh, for some reason, I could hear you just being like chalupas, <laughs> like describing yeah, them. Yeah, that, that's and that, tell that's me fair. the story why. So, like, like construct this Taco Bell dreamland for me, so that I, yeah. I really buy into like where you're going. I wrote down free Mexican pizza? Question mark. <laughs> that was my favorite thing at Taco Bell. They used to have a Mexican pizza. I don't remember the Mexican pizza. Tostadas with cheese and beans. It was very, it's no good. <laughs> I don't know which Taco Bell she went to. <laughs> uh, you have such like a strong physicality in, your, uh, in the way you perform. Uh, I would describe your comedy as like uh, up against the wall. Um, just in terms of like your uh, <laughs> habits and mannerisms, but it somehow still comes across as like this incredibly friendly time. I don't know, but I loved it. 
Okay. Well, thank you. I loved your act out that whole thing, and I, I put it at the beginning. I'm like, oh God, I hope he brings the dance back. And then you did it three times. I was like, yay! And you commit. Like, I loved that whole Irish thing. I thought the jig was cute, and that you called back to it. Uh, Does it just devolve too much into just dumb improv? Well, not I if, don't know, if, I, if I'm just making it up. I don't know if it's funnier or if it's just less. Well, it's just you have to keep thinking. Well, I think the way to do it is to put in a bank in the back of your head of all the rhyming words you can with B and two and toe or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. so you just know that like you you can put any. It's just you just have to practice a little bit and have like a bank of 18 words that you know rhyme and just make sure that you end with that rhyme and you know the song, so you'll be fine. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I don't know how many assholes like me you're gonna encounter in the audience where you do this, but what? At least two. The Irish bands are naming are not Irish, but I would call that out. It's like I mean you're calling if those you bands. If you Google top ten Irish punk rock bands, well that's your problem. Are you say, are you saying they would not be on that list? That's like saying your favorite Irish movie is The Boondock Saints or The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> if you Googled. Your favorite top ten best Irish movies. Are you do you tend to think the Boondock Saints or the Departed? No, <laughs> like intermission. Anyway, uh, so the you could call that out or like describe the type of music you're talking about. So basically, it's a punk rock song with a bagpiper fiddle, like with some like white. But they are from considered the Irish music. No. Not okay, not. this is what they say. When you get top 10 best Irish bands, you get U2, Thin Lizzy, The Dubliners, The Cranberries, The Coors, The Script, Stiff Little Finger, My Bloody Valentine. Those, Those are all bands out of Ireland. Sorry. Right. Uh, so I'm di- but I'm just saying if you look up top, I just did it. So So uh, <laughs> I but I, I mean I I think the joke is funny. I would just maybe acknowledge that up front and be like this is an American's definition of Irish music and then you get another punchline out of that. And then you can continue into your, your act out thing. I don't think the improv stuff is too far, but kind of like the rest of your stuff, you're going to have to feel it out and maybe sit through a little bit of silence before it becomes absurd enough that it's funny. And yeah. In his defense, when I put in top 10 best Irish punk bands, we've got Dropkick Murphys, The Pogues, Flogging Molly, U2, Stiff Little Fingers, Black 47, The Tossers. And those are the only two the real, real ones I named. So in the right. top real. three. Yeah, yeah. Not, not so they're there. They're there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, research yeah. holds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I, you might want to make sure people know what a eunuch is. I thought that was hilarious, oh. but... I didn't know what a eunuch is. I didn't know. Well, you could say, like, I wanted to be a eunuch for those of you who don't I, know a eunuch. A, I don't know if I'll ever... That was hilarious. Okay. That means uh, you cut your dick off. I thought that eunuchs cut the balls off. Eunuch is an actual dick. So oh, castrati oh, right, 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 is right, right. the balls. balls. Yeah, it's balls. Well, it depends. Castrati, I guess, is the thing when they used to do it to young well, boys in, to make in, them sing high, and so that's their balls. But in Game of Thrones, the, the guy, I think he has his whole stuff cut off. And all he of calls it cut off. A eunuch. Right. Yeah, we should. I we should look that up too. But I know that. I mean, I don't know. That's, most of my set just requires a lot of Wikipedia search. <laughs> with, with that, you could be like. Uh, you can acknowledge that they're from Boston and be like, but we all know that's the real Ireland. Wait, are you talking about eunuchs? No, the no, Irish yeah. again. Also, okay. I think uh, just in every stanza, put something about feck the English okay. would go over well with anyone who's a fan of Irish music for real in the crowd. Oh, do an Irish accent. That, that is... A... Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really do accents. That's not... I, so I... 
And have you, I mean, a lot of those songs do just start with them just kind of talking a little bit in a weird, like, faux Irish yeah, accent, like anyway. Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. You got the two things. It's like the accent um, and the shouting. That's every Irish song, so. Yeah. Okay, I did the, I did the thing. Castration is actually the removal of the testicles. So it's not the actual removal of the penis being a eunuch. It is the same uh, thing. Just it's just taking off the balls. So they do it at different times, but to symbolize usually like acolytes in the church because they were going to either be around nuns or other things. So I'm just looking it up. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. Tried to set me up, but I know that Levin knows more about presidents and castration than the rest of us. Yeah. All right, your next comedian's been giving great comments all night. We're excited to see your set. Put your hands together right now for Yasmin Khan. I ain't never coming, but you stunning. Fin fin shoot them up, and you know it's busting. Rolling through the harness, I know this busting. What you really wanna come, but no. Hi guys. How are you? I'm gonna try something I tried last week. See if it goes better. We'll see. So, um, I work in tech, which. You know, it's getting a lot of shit these days for being sort of not hospitable to women's. And um, I have to say I agree. I don't work in like a super like, nobody's like grabbing my pussy or like trying to sleep with me. I don't work at Uber. But um, I do, you know, the environment is a little bit like, hey, if you're not like as a woman, like super just sunny and like happy all the fucking time, even just like neutral is not okay. Um, it took me a while to learn this because it's not overt. It's, um, it's kind of subtle. So here's how I learned this. Um, sat through a few meetings where I'd have to bring up information like, hey, you know, I did some user research and um, it looks like users don't understand what this word eunuch means, maybe. <laughs> um, and we might want to explain it because they're dropping off and I think that would be helpful. And I'd get a lot of guys just kind of humming, like, oh, well, you know, mm, uh, you know, if users don't know what that means, then they're probably not the kind of users we're looking for. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, we're, hmm? and my face is, you know, like, I'm just, I'm listening to them, and I'm thinking, and my brow is furrowed, and I'm like, mm-hmm, and I'm not trying to be a dick about it, I'm just thinking, but I could practically, like, see everybody sort of, like, cross their legs and cup their balls like oh she's coming for us and I'm like no I'm just I'm just thinking about what you're saying and in my head I'm like you're a fucking idiot but I'm not saying those words I'm just thinking them um and I thought maybe oh it's just me like I just I'm just a little sensitive when I have my thinking face on it's a little frowny people come up to me all the time and they're like oh what's the matter like your puppy drowned and I'm like no that's just my thinking face um but uh, a friend of mine was like, you know, yeah, I kind of get that same thing too. You know, we work in the product department, we do design and research, and she's like, anytime that I'm not like super, super excited about something, everyone kind of freaks out and backs away, and they're just like, oh man, she's upset. She is angry. She is really just not sucking dick with her words, and that makes us feel really insecure. And so I got Botox. And the beauty of Botox is it kind of just neutralizes all of this, just makes it all go away. So when I have to say something and I'm thinking, it's just blank. And I actually got called in by my boss a few
few weeks after getting Botox. And he was like, hey, lately you've had a certain gravitas. You've been a pleasure to work with. And I'm like, in my head, like, that's the fucking Botox. Because <laughs> earlier that day I was in a meeting where somebody was like, hey, I don't think that, somebody else, this is like a few weeks later, somebody else was saying, hey, I don't think you understand this word eunuch. I think we should, you know, add some definitions and maybe set things up. And in my head and my face, I'm just like, what the fuck? I just fucking said that like two months ago. Fuck you. But nobody knows it. And it might be good for my career, but it doesn't really work out in life. So I'll be driving down the street and somebody cuts me off. And usually when somebody cuts me off, I like turn and I give them a look. Like I raise my eyebrow at them. I kind of give them a scowl. But when you have your face full of fucking like neurotoxins that are paralyzing your muscles, it just comes out like this. So instead of being angry, like I just end up being a creep, which is not that fun. Um, hopefully I have time for one more. Um, um, you guys smoke weed? Anybody smoke weed here? I smoke a lot of weed. I've been smoking a lot of weed for like 23 years uh, I'm really excited that it's legal. I can stop it and buy it. I smoke so much weed that I think my body is like partly formed of weed. Like my tendons are like hemp kind of. And my husband and I are trying to get pregnant. So I'm like, well, I can either like stop trying to smoke weed now in preventative measure. But I'm kind of worried that my body will fucking disintegrate if I stop smoking weed because it's so a part of me. So instead I was like, well, when I find out that I'm pregnant, then I'll stop smoking. Until the other day, my period was kind of late. And I was like, well... I had this fat, fresh, juicy joint in front of me. It's like, I could take the test, find out. But it's a little like Schroeder's box, like if I look, then it's real. I was a little bit like, hmm, I could take the test or I could just smoke this joint. So, smoke that joint. <laughs> Yasmin Khan, smoking that spliff to the dome, yo. I was not pregnant, by the way. Oh, My period came shortly thereafter. Tag on the end there. No dead babies. Uh, so, um, thinking face, I think there's something a lot funnier that you can do besides thinking face, and then you can use it as a callback later. Some kind of metaphor that's specific to your face. Um, I mean, I'm a terrible person, so the only thing I could think of was I wrote down cunt yogurt, but that doesn't make sense. So, but something like, something about like the resting face, it's the resting bitch, bitch face joke. You're basically going off a resting bitch face joke, but you're looking for something clever, like that's specific about that. And then I felt like, God, you could have a slogan for Botox, like, takes the bitch away, like, takes the bitch away, like, it's the new Botox slogan or something. Because it seemed like you kept trying to get to something and your storytelling is good, but there, it, it lacks like that punch at the end to really like, you know, drive home your point. Yeah, I think on um, like the thinking face, uh, they're misinterpreting that as like an angry and emotional face. You'd be like, to be fair to them, they haven't seen many women think. Um, <laughs> Uh, and in general, I think if you up the absurdity of like of their reactions to you, like if you just you know to a level where it's absurd, but that could raise that could uh, like have make it funnier. Okay. If it's just a lot more, the examples you're giving are more absurd. Their reactions are more extreme to the point where you're like, oh, is there another muffin? And they freak out and they're like, oh God, she might you know. And I think one thing that uh, maybe was unsaid was the idea that dudes react 
to you as though you're being emotional because half the time they're like, maybe she's ragging? I thought maybe elaborate more on that part of the bit where you're like, I was thinking, uh, what was that part of the bit? I think you said you did it for like a few seconds where you're like, in my head, I was thinking like, fuck you or something like that. Yeah, I think that would be funny if you just like elaborate in more detail on like the whole what's going on inside your mind versus what you were actually doing. Yeah. I kind of agree with what Pam said. Like you're also what is happening with the noise here? Uh, like your storytelling is really good, and like I'm following all along, but I think that's like not punchy. Yeah. Like I uh, the story. I think that's like that. If you were gonna focus on one area, it'd be that because the story's definitely there. Um, it's just what I get in a lot of your jokes is like you're angry, and I think like maybe even like more dramatic about it. Like I liked your face act out at the end, but. As it currently stands now, you're like setting up all these jokes, and then in, in your mind, you're just like, oh, these are all fucking idiots. I'm surrounded by fucking idiots. And like, everyone kind of thinks that stuff. And so I would just like try and take a step further, get more specific, more descriptive. Okay. Um, instead of just like relying on the word like fucking idiots, it's like a, I like a punch. Yeah. Because uh, the Botox thing is hilarious. And I've never heard of anyone doing that before. It's like a way to look less angry. So there's definitely more, a lot more you can do with that. It's a real story. <laughs> also, you glossed over the Schrodinger's box thing really quickly. I don't think you gave that time to sink in. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure also if people would know what that was, but... Well, maybe even say, it like, it's like Schrodinger's box. If I don't turn over the pregnancy test, I'll never know if I'm pregnant or not. So I'm both pregnant and not pregnant. And if I'm pregnant, I'm going to want to get high to deal with that. And if I'm not pregnant, I'm going to want to get high to deal with that. So I should just get high either way. <laughs> when you tagged it with, uh, I wasn't pregnant, and um, my period came shortly after, I'm evil. So I thought, go with, I was pregnant, and what, what, what my husband doesn't know won't hurt him. Oh. <laughs> and I was, I was hoping to go that direction with it. But. I feel like that's bad juju. I, 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 I almost want to tag it with, like, fuck that baby. But um, <laughs> um, then I realized, I don't know. I, I, I try not to tag with curse, cursing because it's weak writing. But um, I do feel overall, like... Because it's Weak writing, just to okay. curse. That's if you fair. don't, if you don't have That's to curse, um, like it. Uh, I'm not saying don't ever curse. It's actually, it's just, it's human nature. But if you, uh, if you don't say it like naturally, or, I don't, if you say it too much, it's like a, it's like a spice. Yeah. So I don't know why I brought it up when you didn't even curse. But anyway, so the, the your story, like what Pam was saying, it seemed like it, your story was mostly set up to something that like could have happened later like as a result of it which you did kind of go into like I had a meeting here um, but um, maybe the meeting part could have gone been a little longer or something like uh, maybe like a mosquito landed on my forehead and then it like fell to the ground dead you know after that I don't know um, but uh, overall I also thought too just like maybe as a stretch like what would have been like because everyone's saying like uh, this is a problem in tech so what would it be like if we uh, tried this like uh, for like uh, steel refinery workers if they got Botox? If there would be less, uh, you know, what that would be like? I don't know. Or policemen or firemen or. Um, Botox would be interesting. 
All right, everybody, clap your hands wildly for Yasmin Khan. Uh, moving right along, your next comedian, another funny guy. He was, so, I think he was supposed to be on the show on Saturday, but he couldn't make it. Maybe was he there, and I just forgot him. It was so long ago. Uh, clap your hands, everybody. It's Zach Pierce. What's up, everyone? I have a girlfriend now. That's why I wasn't at the show. But uh, I'm glad to have a girlfriend because I used to be an introverted chronic masturbator for many years. And comedy likes to glamorize that, but <laughs> it's definitely not as good as actually a human being. Uh, yeah, gets lonely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I have a girlfriend. Met her on Tinder. It's cool. I have a good connection. Things are going pretty good so far. But uh, she lives far away. She lives like 40 minutes away. And, uh, you know, I can't like go to her house and like we can't do it there because her grandma lives there and her dad. So that'd be horrible. And like, so then like we can go to a hotel, but I don't have enough money to go to like a Hyatt or a Motel 6. So we just go to Hotel Prius in the back of the car. We just do it there. But uh, I don't know. It's very uncomfortable there. Limited to a couple positions in Hotel Prius. Um, but it's also weird because I drive for Lyft. So the next day, my customers are just sitting on love and passion and whatever comes out of a vagina. So that's kind of shitty. I want to do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Things have been pretty smooth so far. People have problems in relationships, you know, communication and stuff like that. So far, my only problem has been when I lost a condom in her vagina. That was very awkward. It fell off, and then now I know why I played Operation as a kid. So I could fish it out, not hit the labia. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Condom failure. I was very nervous about condom failure. I th I was very glad when she got her time of the month recently. This have you, have you guys had that a scare? Pregnancy scare. <laughs> it's like I was I'm ready to have sex. I'm ready to have like I'm 23. I was waking up just I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like humping my sink in the morning. I'm just like I needed a girl. Uh and I was ready to have sex, and I was responsible. I was like, okay, I'm going to put on a condom. The condom fell off inside of her, so it's just like, Jesus. Like, Then in Hotel Prius, I ripped through two of them, so then it's just like, well, I don't... Yeah, it's very scary. Sex is very serious. People think it's casual. I don't... It's potentially life-changing. It's very scary, yeah. Met her dad, though. Met, met the dad. That was interesting. He told me he had a belly itch the last time he met her other boyfriend. I was like, what's that? He's like, pulled my gun out. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I have. <laughs> Zach Pierce, everyone. He doesn't masturbate alone anymore do, yet. Do, do you know what the labia are? 
Is that the That's the thing lip? you're going to inhale. You're, you're inevitably hitting whether you're playing. What is it? It's the thing you're going to inevitably run into if you're having sex. So the that operation thing falls apart. That's the only thing with that joke. You yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Without hitting the labia, like you're, you're going to be touching the labia. Yeah. yeah. Where, so where I thought you were going to, sorry, where I thought you were going to go with that was like, it ended up being cool because me fishing out the condom was the only time I've ever hit her G spot. Oh yeah. Oh, Self-deprecation yeah. route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. Well, because as, as far as hitting anything goes. Yeah, yeah. And then with uh, Hotel Prius, uh, like the way you said the after, because you work in it for Lyft, I don't know if you want to say it in these words, but it kind of made me laugh because I thought of the whole mixing business and pleasure and how you're not supposed to do that. Oh, yeah. And how you're violating that tenant every time you're... Yeah, that's smarter. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, there was a line that you had that I think you could do in a different order. Like, uh, like, like I don't get the term casual sex because I think sex is very serious. Like, you said that in, like, it's different order. But I think that would be, like, a funny way to, like, intro whatever you were going to talk about next. Say that again? So just, like... Because you were, like, talking about, like, casual, like sex being serious. Yeah. And then you brought up casual sex. I think if you turned around, you were like, I don't get the term casual sex because I find sex very serious. Yeah. You know? Because like, you said that... Yeah, and yeah. then tell the story you're, you're going to tell. About the lost condom? Yeah, uh, I, th I think that, yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. You said something after. I forgot what order everything was in, but. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, I just want you to sing a line from the song, Welcome to the Hotel Prius. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel Prius. Welcome to the Hotel Prius. Oh, come on down to the Hotel Prius. Dun, 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 dun. In a dark alley place. Uh, I can barely we see We have crackheads to the right of us. <laughs> I think there's a lot more you can do with the hotel analogy. Like, instead of saying, like, so we went to the Hotel Prius, be like, I can't even afford a Motel 6. So we checked into the Motel Prius. Yeah. Like, and then you're talking about the condom thing. Be like, can't exactly call the lost and found desk in Hotel Prius yeah. or whatever it is. Like, just, there's so much more you can do. Make it like go through the stages of like a hotel like lobby and like yeah, lost and found. Like, yeah, concierge. Like all this like stuff. People asso there's a lot more associations you yeah, can do. Yeah. Key cards. Room service. Room service. Yeah. 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 So there's more. There's. I spoil my girlfriend. Yeah, I got a room service. In and out, yeah. The concierge could guide you to the G spot. Yeah, you got a rim service. You keep saying "fall off" like it's what? Like I, "fall off" is not what I think of. What, like that's your term for what happens when the condom. What I imagine you're describing is slips off. Or slips off, or the vagina pulled it off. I mean, like how loose is it that it's literally falling? Well, there's different condom sizes, so I guess I'm getting the wrong size. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> you need to like bring up this like your actually sexual naivete while this whole thing is going on because it's really adorable to all of us, and we're laughing. But like, you yeah, integrate that somehow. The, the condom thing is what I wanted to talk about because you were like, you, at one point, you're like, it kept slipping off. So we're all thinking, does she either have like a suction vagina or does he have a small dick? Don't. <laughs> A don't don't reveal the mystery. Here's because yeah. later you said I ripped through two condoms. You yeah. didn't say how you ripped them. So yeah. it was like, oh my god, does he have a huge dick? So leave <laughs> some dick mystery in there. <laughs> it's weird to reveal your dick identity, though. It's like <laughs> this girlfriend is new, right? Yes. Does she know that you're doing this? Yeah, I tell her. I told her like I'm gonna talk about all of this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'm not going to be like... Yeah. My, uh, my comment, I think, is like... I feel like it's like the rest of my comments, which is also why this, what also my set heard from, but um, I would love to hear more storytelling around... Because I've had this happen where you lose the condom, and it isn't just like, oh, I lost the condom. It must be in there. There's a whole thing where you're like, where is it? Let's yeah. look under here. Let's look under there. Let's look everywhere. And then you're like, I think it's fucking inside of me. I feel like there's more storytelling you could do there to like just make it funnier, but with a grain of salt, because obviously from my side, I did way more storytelling. It involves the concierge. Yeah. <laughs> it involves the concierge. Yeah, I like this. Hey, everybody. Zach Pierce. Dog nipple record, record. Your next comedian, which is giving great comments. It's like he's a new person today. Everybody hold your, don't hold your applause. Clap the hands together for Brady Holt. Um, what is your greatest fear? Anybody want to volunteer? No. Heights. Skydiving. Legitimate fears. Um... When I was 13, maybe 14, I started listening to The Wall by Pink Floyd. And then for some reason, growing up in El Dorado Hills, a very white, suburbanite, very, uh, just everything's the same, you know, everywhere you go. I, uh, I became afraid of, uh, you know, all the Republicans there, and I just was like, I don't want this life. And I became afraid of just becoming one of them becoming as i put it another brick in the wall and so uh that became my greatest fear in life is that i would just become like everyone else and then i remember i was having one of my passive aggressive arguments with my ex-girlfriend and uh she was like you know you just keep saying this like like it's so important to you to just be different and do your own thing and you know if you don't define yourself you're just you're just gonna be another brick in the wall and I was like, damn, damn. Also, another thing, too, I realized I probably am living my fear because uh, everyone is unique. And so if I am aiming to be unique, that throws me in the same pool as everybody else. So, yeah. Um, all right. And uh, some other thoughts. I, uh, I saw some BART police. And uh, I laughed because, like, what what do they even do? <laughs> like, besides shoot people in the head, you know? It's just like, uh, <laughs> you just see them out and you're like, hey, what are you doing on a street? You have no authority here. Okay, so, uh, all right. I, uh, you guys like clean comedy? Because I like Andrew Dice Clay and his material, but I heard he's had to start doing corporate gigs and clean it up. Hey, shut the fudge up! <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Brady Hold, and uh, I like to have sex with hookers. And um, what can I say? I'm trying to stop, but, you know, not really. And um, every time I have sex with them, I, I think about, you know, STDs, as we all do, as, as, as we're all worried about. And so whenever the hooker starts to roll the condom back onto my penis, uh, I mean, for the first time, I mean, when she rolls the condom onto my penis, I, I start to think about my childhood, and it takes me back to that game operation when I was a kid, and uh, I start to think about it, you know, with the tweezers, and you zap, and you touch the sides, and like, when I'm, when I'm there, and I'm like, I've got it, and I start to like, 
bring my penis down towards her disease-ridden STD vagina. Possibly. I don't know. I start to, like, aim, and I'm like, I just don't... I don't want to touch the sides. Even though I kind of do. It's not like I have a pencil dick. It's... Oh, it's totally touching! Oh my god, Brady Holt! It's like it's like sticking your dick into a light socket! No, Brady Holt, San Francisco-based comedian. You have to think harder than that. It's like sticking your dick into a neon sign! It's like sticking your dick into an air conditioner! It's like sticking your dick into a piping hot back pocket of a Starbucks coffee! It's like sticking your dick into a Cheetos flaming bag of hot, hot spicy Cheetos! It's like sticking your dick... It's like sticking your dick into the electoral college system and still somehow winning! It's like sticking your dick in, into a Bitcoin! It's like... I don't even know how that's possible! I just want to stick my dick into something barely legal! It's like sticking your dick into a female comedian! It's just a bad idea! It's like sticking your dick... It's like sticking your dick... It's like sticking your dick into 32 megabytes of RAM! No, that's too technical! It's like sticking your dick into a Leica wired to a Source 4 Fresnel that's pointed at a 45 degree angle! No, that's too theater technical, Brady! Way to waste your community college major! Oh my god, you should just drop out! Ah, oh, then your dick is like bitten off by a snapping turtle and then... Pff, it's just there on the ground like a charcoal briquette and it's like... So wear a, wear a condom. Practice safe sex. Brady Hold, everyone! Brady Hold. I, I have to ask, did you think of the operation thing before his set? Yeah, I've been doing it all week. Oh, okay. That's weird time. That's weird ass timing, huh? I didn't want to like. That's like very random that that happened. Yeah. Killing the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. That was good bit. I liked your how you use the operation thing also. It really is coincidence. I know. I know. I know. Because we're just we both were like thinking we're of yeah, yeah yeah. But yeah, you you had a good. Uh, take on it and those tags were hilarious like the the ending uh sticking your dick in a female comedian is a bad idea <laughs> sticking uh, your dick in the <laughs> sticking your dick in the electoral college and still winning or something like that yeah so that was that's like that was a great yeah. i like that a lot it was very enjoyable good job okay <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would I would I would also specify black people. Like to you like what do they do other than uh, shooting why? black people? Well, to make it a bit more I just, I mean, pointed. Uh, I just kind of they don't I shoot any, that they was shoot just kind of off the top of my head. I I saw a Bart uh, like on on Market Street and I'm like what are they doing with a car? Like Maybe I don't I don't refer specifically to the Fruitvale stuff. That that wasn't um, like Bart police. That was police police in uh, Bart. Bart. No, that was Bart police. There were there were Bart cops. And it was in the spot. Yeah, it was in like his the back. Of I guess the I should bucket. set up that there's Bart cops. Not. A, I guess I knew. I, I, I really Bart thought those were. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> That's true, but you know, it's like it's an armed force out there. Just saying. There's Bart cops and FYI out there, they have their same authority as a state trooper. I think that part of what you're doing. Um, what you're trying to get at is that you saw them, like you said, out on the street, but I didn't realize that until later. So that setup yeah. of like, I saw a bar, it was like a fish out of water or whatever, of like that setup, That's I a good, didn't realize until yeah, it, it was later. Yeah, it's like a fish out of water, but, but something, something like that, yeah. 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 Brady Hold had a great set, Brady Hold! 
It's because he took the comments from last week and he put it into his set. Yay, he wrote stuff. That was great. Your next comedian, uh, another funny guy. You guys are going to love him. If you don't clap your hands, you're a dick. It's Mike Gillerman. Pam, I got to be honest. I'm actually distracted from my set because of Joey Avery in shorts. I can't lie. That was hot. That was real. Because he was talking about douchebags, and I like douchebags, and he had the look of a dude. Like, oh, my God. Like, he looked so douchey. He looked like a, like a human don't tase me, bro. Like, that's what he looked like, and I was into it. Um, so you guys probably don't know me. I'm new to the Bay. Moved here from New York City. And uh, both places very expensive, and people love to complain about it. Like, oh, my God, it's so pricey. It's like, yeah. You don't get the Golden Gate, Gidge, uh, Golden Gate Bridge with a Groupon. Like, that's why you moved from Iowa to here. Like, I don't understand. That's like expecting a Lexus when you're paying bus pass prices. Like, I don't fucking understand it. Like, I don't get it at all. It's like big cities have shit to do. Big cities have things to do. Have you been to Dolores Park? Have you seen the Empire State Building? There's a reason a three-bedroom home in Nebraska costs seven Snapple caps, guys. There's a fucking reason. Like, I'm from Arizona. That place is awful. That place is so boring, the state bird should be the Netflix logo. Okay? Like, I will happily pay three times what I'm paying now to live in a place that doesn't treat Walmart like a destination. All right? That's how it I got news for you. If you can buy a Swiffer, it's not. It's not. I just, I don't know. I just feel like we need to stop complaining. I like living here. I like living in big cities because we get here, we get shit here you don't get anywhere else. I was at an old Navy. I had a stylist picking out my clothes for me. Couldn't find my size. She ordered for me online. That doesn't happen in Duluth. There are no fashionistas pairing skinny jeans with your Cinnabon at the mall in Bend, Oregon. Shit doesn't fucking happen, guys. Like, I am a tall man. I haven't bought clothes in so long. And she knew it. She's like, she saw me, and she's like, I have got to help this guy. Because here's the thing, all right? Being a tall man, it's hard to buy fucking clothes. All right? Like, for me, going to TJ Maxx is like telling my parents from art schools. Yeah. Costs as much as med school. Not as many job opportunities. Not quite. Not quite as much. Like, oh my God, like, like, she got me to buy fucking, do you understand how amazing that is? I literally think she looked at me and she's like, I have to help this guy. I have to because every outfit he owns is a throwback Thursday. I have to help this guy right now. I have to, that order is weird. The order on that is wrong. Cool. Um, so I have a boyfriend now, which is cool. Uh, a lot of people were surprised when we got together, which I didn't understand because uh, we've been best friends for five years. Uh, I moved out here to stay with him, and we were sharing a bed. Yeah, if we're not fucking, he's got no game. Something's wrong there. We are two handsome homosexuals sharing a tiny space. Like, what kind of horrible human being would I be to move to the most expensive city in the country and be like, oh, no, we're just going to be I'm going to blow you on principle. <laughs> All right, like, we may not date, but we're going to fuck at least once because my mama raised me right. Because I can't afford Airbnb, guys. That's, that's the honest truth. I can't afford a fucking Airbnb. 
Do I get feedback or is this over? Hi, Killerman! Yay! Feedback time, feedback time. La 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 la. It was a very funny set. Uh, yeah, it was real, that's the thing. It was a really funny set. I just feel like the only suggestion is I would take I would take less time to get to your first set of big punchlines. I feel like you talked your the first big punchline I wrote down was about oh crap I can't even read it anymore. Uh, but it was about like the Walmart like why you moved to big cities and I feel like there was a lot of like filler words about that until you got to your first big line, which I think was like if you've seen the Golden Gate and the Empire State Building, like you get why it costs. Oh, it was the seven Snapple Caps line. Oh, yeah, And yeah, a lot yeah. of that before that was just, like, quick talking. So I would just, like, cut out a lot. There's, like, a lot of that around that. Oh, okay, yeah. Golden Gate uh, with the Groupon yeah. was and supposed to be punchline, but it didn't logo, hit. Walmart's not a destination. Like, it was really strong from there on. I just felt like it took you a little longer to get there. Okay. Oh, I don't have any real feedback, but I just I really like the Walmart's not a destination line. That's, That's all I'll say. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked the uh, when you were juxtaposing like I'm gonna suck your dick because I was raised right. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime I hear like raised right, I think like I was born like a good Christian boy. <laughs> so you could do more juxtaposing like you know like I read the Bible every week, so I'm gonna suck this dick or something. You know like okay, you could just go further. Like that's a good juxtaposition, so you could just probably take that one further. Cool, thank yeah. you. Uh, Mike Gillerman, everyone, yeah. Sometimes it's good, and you just go, okay, it was good, yay! Your next comedian, he runs a show every Saturday from 4 to 6 called James and Austin's Cool Show. Clap it up wildly right now for James Mora! What's up, guys? Pam, with the with the time change, mine isn't the only mic with sunlight now anymore. Yeah, it's not right? the only comedy during daytime um so guys i think white privilege is being able to talk back to your parents without getting your ass whooped um i had this uh i had this this white friend growing up and he would say like you know like uh, during arguments with my dad i would just say fuck you brian i hate you and run to his room and the only thing that would happen the only thing that would happen was the next day his dad would be like, well, he's in, you were in a mood, weren't you? Sorry, I said that wrong. Um, and he would go, yeah, you're in a mood, weren't you? And that was it, right? And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. I didn't know this was, I didn't know that, because my dad's black, right? And like that shit would not fly with him. But, but I, so before I realized this was a thing that only white people could do, I was hanging out with my black friends at school, right? And they were like, um, you know, yo, my dad's tripping. Like, I don't know what to do. I was like, listen to me, all right? Next time your dad's being an asshole, just say fuck you to his face and then run away. He'll respect you for your honesty and it'll be extreme it'll be extremely cathartic. You guys know what happened to those black kids? Nothing cuz they didn't have dads. It's a problem in our community, Brooke. Um you guys know when your team is staging like an unlikely comeback and someone starts talking about it, you're like don't jinx it. Don't, fuck. Don't jinx it. Now I say the same thing to my girlfriend when she says she's about to come. Fuck, I can't even, t- I can't talk today, Brooke. I'm just gonna do that one again because I think it's kind of funny. And I, I need to try to say it correctly. You guys know when your team is staging an unlikely comeback and someone starts talking about it, you're like, don't jinx it. Now I say the same thing to my girlfriend when she says she's about to come. That's pretty good, right? Didn't even, I didn't, yeah, all right, cool. Um, Guys, so did you guys hear Ben Carson refer to slaves as immigrants recently? Whoa. It's kind of interesting, like a black dude referring to slaves as immigrants. The worst thing is that technically he's right, right? They are like a type of immigrant, but he's, he's just leaving some 
pretty crucial points out, you know? It'd be like if we it'd be like if we referred to Rihanna as Chris Brown's kickboxing partner. <laughs> Technically, you'd be right, but she didn't really have a say in the matter, you know? It's, not, it's kind of a consent thing is what I'm getting at. Because um, slaves didn't consent, yeah. I should probably tighten that one up. Um, guys, I think it's really interesting there's a lot of white dudes named Hunter, but very few white dudes named Gatherer. Um, I probably shouldn't have done, with only four minutes, I probably shouldn't do one joke twice. Um, okay, guys, that's gonna, that's gonna be it for me. Thanks. Your hunter-gatherer joke is hilarious! Yay, James Murray, yay! It's a great one-liner. It's fucking great. You can use it in any set, in the middle of whatever. It's a great thing to pull out in anything if you ever get lost. It's a great one-liner. I've never... I've never heard it before from anyone else. I love it. I think Thank it's you. really funny. I think you should address the fact that your white friends call their parents by their first names. And like, yeah. what would happen if you called, tried to call your dad by his first name, do an act out of that? Um, yeah. The, uh, the, you can cut everything at the kickboxing line after you say the line about Rihanna. You don't need to really? go into the consent part. That okay. doesn't add anything, but you could give another example. Okay. Do you think it's funny to repeat that technically you're right? Or just that's no, I think you you get the point. We all get it. it. I mean, people don't laugh because it's like kind of a thing. Uh, then maybe follow it up with like a slightly less polarizing example. And I I'm trying to think of one. And if I come up with one, I'll you know. I'm working on this one that's like Jeff Sessions gonna imply that like black people were like suicidal. So like the the clan was like assumed like assisted suicide. Like, Not less polarizing, but could be an example. Yeah, yeah. I would tighten that up. A little. I actually had slightly different feedback, same joke though. Um, I think you could just flip it and say, um, like the immigration thing, there's a small issue of consent, for instance, and then bring up the Rihanna part, and then it's more like you've built up, that's the punchline, mm. done. I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think when you uh, add the technically part, actually it kills your idea, because technically she's not the partner, Right. You know what I mean? You just say that he's the oh, partner and move on to the next part of it. Skip the technically part. And I was thinking agency rather than consent. Maybe consent is better, but about yeah. the agency. Uh, and I, for one, appreciate you working on your craft and getting your, you know, that's what the workshop is for, you know. <laughs> Repeating the joke, like get, yeah, like getting it straight up there. It's part of the workshop. Go see James and Austin's cool show every every Saturday from four to six. Great time. Uh, I'm gonna try to I'll try to make it out one of these weeks. Actually, probably next week because I babysit, so it would be perfect because it'll be before I babysit. And I just I'm gonna try not to drink beers. Your next comedian, it's a very funny lady. She also takes great pictures of people. I need to schedule a thing with her soon and wear makeup so I don't look like an ugly old troll but I'm sure she'll make me look pretty because she's got gifts yo um, and also she's very funny everybody Katie Carnes wouldn't it be awkward if I just like came up here and it wasn't me <laughs> like oh that's not 
Um, so everyone's like coming here with all these like super tight jokes and I just have these ideas that have like happened to me and I just want to talk about it. Um, one question, dudes, do you guys have some sort of radar when like a girl is happy that you've dated before? As soon as she's happy, you text her. Is that a thing? Do you guys, I'm not, I'm asking for real because that happened to me today. Forgot him, Adam. Done. And he's, this is the guy who's like made me quit penis. You know what I mean? Like that guy, the guy that like you search and immediately his mugshot pops up. Bad dude. So as soon as I'm happy, he's like, hey, hi, how you doing? I'm just wondering if that's something they taught you in high school. Did they? No? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. This is what I'm wondering. Same question about women, actually. <laughs> okay. All right. That's something. That's something. Um, everyone's uh, on a little bit of an edge. Everyone's, you know, <laughs> shit's happening. Shit's changing. We're, we don't know what's happening. Everything's unknown. Um, so everyone just has that feeling. I was talking to someone on the phone the other day, and they had... Um, stop the conversation they're like oh my god I think I'm feeling an earthquake right now I was like oh my god and as soon as he was saying that a siren went by like a big fire truck went by as soon as he said that so in my mind I was like oh my god the world's going like we're going down right now you know and I like, had to become fully aware of like what was in my car like all of these things that were going to become my tools for survival you know I have a lot of weird shit in my car so it was just like shit I'm going down or those like tweezers are going to like save my life. You know, there's a whole bunch of weird shit. I'll go into that later. Um, oh yeah. I went to a bachelorette party. Ooh. Oh, this weekend bachelorette parties like really make you reevaluate your life. Like they really, really do. I don't understand it, you know, and all these crazy traditions that we think are important. Um, you know, the tradition of finding an Airbnb plastered in penises, like that's the new. Um, there's a lot of weird traditions that we have, we've strayed away from. Um, apparently back in the day, uh, women would all wear white. Like everyone would wear white in the bridal party. So that the man would kind of be confused or something. I didn't, I didn't understand that part, but um, but new traditions now, penis everywhere. That's clearly what it is. Um, we had our, I had my first stripper, like the one that came to the hotel. Like I've never had that happen before. He completely ruined it for me. It was the worst. He was the worst. Um, but a friend of mine, she, I felt like this was like kind of over the line. She was drunk, of course, everyone was drunk, except for me, because I'm a, I'm an old fart. Um, but she asked him, she was like, how big is your dick? Exactly. How big is your, but I felt like that was crossing the line. Like, tell me, is that, is that too much? Because I felt like that was just too much, like, it's just objectifying way too much, even though we spent $200 on him to see him dance. I just felt like that was crossing the line. I don't know, like I felt like that that mentality that she had of like ordering somebody was just wrong. You know, like she was just sitting there with a cigarette, you know? Like, mmm, baby, dance for me. Like that, I felt like that was her energy, you know? Like she would just like put her cigarette out on him. Like you're gonna, you're gonna remember like room 783, you know? Like I felt... I felt like that's what, it was just too much, and I just felt like she was a bitch, and I didn't like her. 
Can I tell you something, though? That we went to high school together, and she passed out first one of the nights, because, of course, you have to have bachelorette parties for, like, five days. It doesn't... She passed out first, and we fucked with her. Like, we were school children again, and it felt so right. Um, so I got I got some good revenge this weekend. Um, and I think that's... Uh, oh, one more, one more little thing, a little... Side note, I found out, Pedialyte um, is actually bought by more adults. I mean, it's always bought by adults. It's not like babies are in the line of grocery stores, like, you know, with, with a whole bunch of groceries and groceries and, and their Pedialyte, obviously. But, like, I'm saying they did some research, and actually people are only buying Pedialyte for their hangovers. So I feel like they need to do some remarketing, um, and I'll work on some tags for that later. Or if you have any, give me them goodbye. Yay, Katie Carnes, yay! Street Pedialyte's really delicious, and when you get it for adults and it's generic, they call it drip drop, and it's actually better because it's lemon lime flavor instead of that disgusting orange flavor that Pedialyte has. See, I've actually never had it, so oh, I'll do some so research and good. have it. You gotta take old water bottles from okay. the night before, and then you have cold water in your fridge. You put the powder in, you add the water, and mm. then it's cold, and then you don't die. <laughs> so good i drink a lot so <laughs> i drink a lot right, right i drink a lot of drip drop. let die. me die i drink a lot of drip drop in pedialyte okay I, I, right. i'm your mar- i'm your target audience for that joke okay awesome <laughs> perfect <laughs> thanks pam yeah I, I think that story has a lot of stuff in there that you could which one into it the, not the pedialyte the stripper one, oh right the, the, the bachelorette party and uh, I think when you do the act out for like like the smoking the cigarette, it should be like a haggard or like a dance to me, honey. I want to see your abs. Right, right, you right. Know, like give her a, a smoker's yeah. voice. You know. But does that make sense? Like that's her attitude. I don't know how I yes, put that. It does. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. I just wanted to tell you that. That wasn't even a joke. I just was like, yeah, yeah. Right. Right on. At, All right. At the beginning when you mentioned if guys have like a radar for something, mm-hmm. I, I would use the word spidey sense or something. Spide, oh, right. Cause, Good call. Cause that, that's more, because that's more, yeah. again, more getting across like you knowing mm-hmm. of something even though you shouldn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I like the Pedialyte. Um, so when you mentioned that uh, babies use it and also hungover people. Mm-hmm. I was thinking attack could be like, luckily they can co-market because both babies and hangovers usually come after a night of drinking or something like that. You oh know? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, 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 yeah. or like, like they're related to each other, you know. Right. Both have to, both come after heavy drinking or something. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, no, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Oh my. And, uh, you I have a picture if you guys want to see it. The right. Okay. It's because he sucked at stripping. That was just—he was just the worst. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Katie Collins, Katie Collins, book with her now to get your pictures done. Uh, you, we only have a couple comedians left, guys. We're coming down to the end. Everybody, keep that energy up for Ken Suzuki. Thank you. 
Uh, some of these you guys may have heard some of these before. I'm just going to tighten a few of these up or reiterations of them. But, uh, you know, it's good to be here. They say stand-up comics are like have the highest suicide rate out of any out of any industry, which makes sense. All these years, they have something they can use as a news standing right in front of them. Beautiful thing about using a mic cord as, to tie a, uh, as a noose or a, a towel. It's a slower death. It means it gives you time to come. You can leave on a high note. Everybody's talking about childhood innocence, preserving childhood. They glorify it. Why? You know what I think is more pure? We should teach them childhood cynicism. Because you can never disappoint your child when they've learned never to expect anything from you. Everybody talks about foreplay. Foreplay, that's the romantic. You know, I'm more of an afterplay type guy because I'm romantic, you know. Afterplay, when, the, when you've come and the come down is over and you just find yourself naked staring up at the ceiling on your back alone trying to contemplate your, your existence in a completely meaningless universe that cold and doesn't give a fuck about you or remember you once you're gone. Yeah, the romantic part about the sex. The afterplay. All right, that's all I wanted to work on. Kid Suzuki, everybody, what? <laughs> you only did a minute, dude. I only had four things that I, that were new, and then I don't. I the childhood cynicism was a good setup. I wanted to see like examples play out, mm-hmm. um, and it sounded like your last joke was kind of getting there. Like after you're masturbating, and you're staring up the existence of the universe. Like, what's the kid version of that? <laughs> kind of fucked up. The childhood uh, version of Afterplay? Yeah. Like, oh, that's, well, I don't know. Like, maybe that's too dark, but I don't know. No, no. I, I some pretty yeah, fucked up I'll, feedback, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, why is it slower death with a microphone cord? Oh, because it's uh, that piano wire uh, towel. You can't get the, the, the knot for the neck break. Not all of us have Googled this shit. We don't have to Google it. You it's been around since the 90s. People know about this pre-Google, how to kill someone. That's what you do. I, I just I want to see it. I love I your face. <laughs> no, yeah. we didn't get it. Why, okay, really? why it takes longer to okay. kill yourself. But the, the punchline worked. I just didn't get the setup. Yeah, Thank so you. last time you told this joke, you did mention Piano Wire, and it, that part was clear. Because remember, I, I remember you told Oh, did I mention the knot? You said you, you compared the cord to Piano Wire. And you were like, unlike piano wire, it's a slow death, which means you have time to come, which I think is quite funny, actually. Uh, but the, I, for some reason, the whole, um, I don't think the imagery of the cord being a noose, like, like, it doesn't strike me as the first thing about like a stand-up, really, like stand and shit You've that you would bombed. use to kill yourself. You've never bombed. James. <laughs> no, well, it, it, it doesn't strike me as the first thing that you do to kill yourself. Like, I don't know. Well, but I guess oh, I mean, oh. or maybe, or. Poetic symbolism, though. Because if I were going to kill myself as a comic, I probably would use the mic cord. Well, yeah. Maybe to set up that joke. I mean, that's if I were to do it. You just kind of hold it like this without people noticing it. And you're like, the funny thing about comedy is like you have a noose like handing her. Oh, yeah, just yeah. do this. Because then, then we could see it a bit easier. Or, could do yeah, this or you could just do it on, on stage. It'll be like a performance art thing. And this comes from Ken Suzuki. He wrote, 
he wrote on one of his hell hat things for last week, or that came out during the festival, actually. Take the mic cord and wrap it around your head like a dog on a leash and be on the ground on all fours. And so James Barella pulls that out and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And I yelled from the back. I'm like, that was Ken Suzuki's. <laughs> but it's because you talk about it, but you don't do it yourself. So you've asked other people to do it. Now's the time that maybe you need to do your own act out safely, please, with a safe word for all of us so you don't die because we don't want to have, we have liability insurance, but nothing more. So we're fucked. I might hype you guys up. I don't know. Maybe we need a death. This place would be so <laughs> famous after that. Famous. <laughs> a sacrifice to the comedy gods. No. No, it's the, we have liability insurance, but I don't know if it gives me a career posthumously. Go bang, go on. It says, yes, that's how much I want to be successful. Because we've really monetized these podcasts. Anybody? <laughs> That'd be dope. We'll, and then we'll Pam, keep that your might urn up there. Get you the notoriety and just propel mutiny to the next level. You'll have like a, a like a uh, that one lifetime special movie made about this place. Yeah, because we murdered Ken Suzuki. Because your parents are gonna come after us and sue us for the money we don't have. Hey, everybody. Thank you, guys. We hope he lives forever. Ken Suzuki. These motherfuckers and they running and they still in the lane. Last comedian of the night, everybody. Matthew Quirk. Cut your ass off. Cut off. No. Headlining at the workshop. One more thing off the bucket list. Uh, yeah, dude, you, you had three more minutes. You could have given us an autoerotic demonstration. And, uh, you know, if he does die on stage, they'll start calling it a Suzuki. <laughs> Boom. I just came up with that. Uh, by the way, next time you and your girls have a party, I will come plaster your room with my penis. Free of charge. Free of charge. Oh, God. And uh, what, one last crowd. As I work the crowd here, I'm working, I'm working the crowd. Uh, if that's your definition of white privilege, I do not have white privilege. Yeah. Uh, that furthers my uh, Ginger Lives Matter cause and my opinion that I am a man of color and a minority and all of that good stuff. Oh, yeah. So what did I really want to talk about up here? Kelly Ann Conway. Have you heard the latest out of that? That shit crazy? She th- claims that uh, Obama was using microwaves, not the microwaves like the, tech, the scientific thing, like the box you have in your kitchen, to spy on Trump and his campaign using oh, yeah. microwaves. I told you she was on meth. I fucking told you. I've been saying it for months around here. You've all heard me. Shit. You have all heard some dude say that exact same thing to a lamppost in the tenderloin. (laughs) Everyone in here has heard that before. Shit. So I saw this film of Hitler. I, I don't really prefer comparing Trump to Hitler, but I saw this film of Hitler at like the Olympics in 36. And everyone's sitting in the stands like a fucking German, you know, like straight up and down right in their seat. But Hitler is rocking in his seat in this like, he's crazy. He's a nutcase. Like we look back on like, it's so clear to see that he is an actual lunatic in the crowd. Like you pick him right out, just like you pick out that whack dude in the tenderloin. And history is going to be looking back on this Trump administration in the same way, how plainly crazy it all is. And we're just living through that insanity now. 
But I think we should get on the other side of it with Trump. We might be judging him too harshly. And we should start looking at him as a, a, a comic that has just hit it big, right? He's like a Borscht Belt comic drunk with power. Is Borscht Belt comic too much for you guys? You know what I'm talking about when I say that? Okay, good, no, all right. Do your comic history. Uh, and he, I mean, we've all seen him up there. Like, I'm now I'm stalling. We see him. He goes up there with his prepared remarks and his zingers, right? The ones he always falls back on, his material. But we've also seen him up there working stuff out on the mic, right? He's up there working on material, coming up with new ideas, spitballing jokes out there to see what, what sticks. And he is... We should all have his work ethic on the mic, right? He is constantly coming up with new material, and it's brilliant. All of it is fucking brilliant. Oh, I don't know how to clap. I'm off my, my Trump right now. And anyway, I just think we should be on the other side of that, you know, and get on the winning side of history and just cheer this guy on. And maybe we can all get a spot on this new reality TV show, Celebrity Apprentice, The Presidency. I think it's got staying power. I think it's going to be up for another season. Anyway, I'm trying to fix this mic. All right, that's it. I, I think I'm too late for comments. Yay, Matthew Quirk! Yay! If you guys want to do comments, you can. I'm just give examples. Yeah. Of jokes. If you're gonna say you work on bits, please like go start taking quotes out. Yeah. Like, like pulling out his sad yeah. comment and whatever. I love the idea of him being a comic. Uh, I don't know if this is a, a punchline or something. We could be like, the only difference is when he bombs, Muslims die or something. Ah! I don't know. Or you can talk about bombing. Obviously, yeah. bombing, bombing comes to mind. Tragic. Yeah, yeah. Have sad be like his. Uh, you know, Dice Clay had that catchphrase. Oh. Like, yeah, and you said, as an example of how he ends his comments with a sad constantly. Yeah. We love you, Matthew Quirk. Yay! Thank you, and we bounce. Yay! La, 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 la. Thank you all for being here on the Joke Workshop. I don't mean to rush you out, and I'm not, but I, I am going to go eat dinner at, at Bender's, so I'm excited about eating a fish sandwich because they're so fucking good. Um... Wait, I turned off your microphone. What? Oh. Uh, the dating thing we did this weekend was, oh, it was the best so date fun. I've had in years. That's so great. Isn't Allison the best? Yeah. So no, she, she was a, It wasn't really her that was the best part of the date. But no, the, but it was fun. Thing. It was a fun show. It was a great show. It was a fun show. We're going to be doing that again. We're actually going to have women right now on the next show. I'm sort of still looking for a bachelor. It might be my friend Zach because he's like a really fun and really good looking guy. And he's the right age. Uh, but we don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but thank you guys for being here on the Joke Workshop. Coming up this Wednesday, uh, AltaCast, and then uh, some call me Tim. Also, um, you're going to be here tomorrow taking pictures of people, so that's going to be hot. Everybody look up Katie Carnes and um, pay her money to take cool pictures of you. Okay, bye. Alex. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives 
dim dish smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tusser Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? 
What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com. <laughs> 